Hey there, conductors. If you've ever felt that you're not quite sure what to do next when you're studying a score, maybe you don't even know where to start with a difficult piece. Maybe you study one piece too much and then you realize at the first rehearsal that you don't know another one well enough. Or maybe you're a new conductor and you don't know what score study is. I'm excited to share that I'm finally publishing and sharing my score study checklist. I've been refining this for 12 years now, and I'm so excited to share it. It is going to walk you through my structure, my process to make sure that I learn every score that I need to learn well enough and so that nothing falls through the cracks. So it covers everything that you need to know. There's a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click it, sign up, and you'll get that score study checklist sent right to your email. You'll also get access to an eight-minute video of me explaining what each section is and how I use it to organize all the music that I need to learn. It's only eight minutes, so it's not going to take you a whole hour to learn how to study better, how to put up a process for your score study and how to make sure that nothing is falling through the cracks. So again, click the link in the show notes, and I hope to see you soon. Now, please enjoy this episode of Podium Time. All right. Well, welcome to Podium Time. Luke and I just had a great discussion on finding master's programs and doing some research on them. Um, And then what comes after that is applying for them, Um, sending in your, your audition videos, um, which is what we're going to talk about mostly today, um, but maybe a couple other little little application things. Um, and that's another question that we've gotten a couple times. I think while we were recording that other episode, Luke got a text from one of his friends asking a question about that. So we thought, hey, while we're here, <laughs> why don't we why don't we talk about that also? Because those videos are important, and they're they can be difficult. And no one really, you know, it's very rare that somebody teaches you how to make a, uh, you know, how to put together your videos. Um, well, and I mean, sometimes, sometimes depending on the school that you're applying to, they'll want something very specific for instance, they might want a, you know, a romantic era piece as well as a, you know, contemporary work within the last 50 years, you know, so they can be, I've seen them get really, really specific with what they want. A lot of times though, there's really no guidance. They just want a video. And so <laughs> you have no idea what they're, really looking for yeah and if they're not if they're not super specific you you can you can you know assume that it's okay to do some other things which we'll talk about Luke, what were you about to say before i interrupted you oh no i was just going to say you know that especially as an undergrad you might not have a lot of opportunity in front of an ensemble to get video footage you know for someone going into a doctoral program you know applying for that you have an entire master's worth of you know experience and podium time behind you that helps you out a lot but put it trying to put together a video for a master's program can be really challenging yeah um yeah so i think we we would talk about some of the tips we've had um when i was when i was going when i was applying for my master's i think i applied to like five or six schools but i was looking at a bunch of others and i i think i still have it i have a a um, a word document with like 15 different schools and all there really and all their different um requirements because i was going to have to basically make a different video for every single one even if i was sending in the same footage um so the first rule is to know what the requirements are and whatever they are follow them because you don't want to get disqualified for being short on this one thing um you know or you don't want to it looks really poor on you if you know you're sending in you're just like sending in a, a video that you've made 
and you're sending it into all the same schools, but all these schools have requested something very specific, they're getting an application that clearly you haven't uh, read. And so you're probably going to get thrown, like, they probably won't even watch your video. Yeah. So one of the big things that was um, was bugging me when I started looking, when I started putting together videos was that I felt that I always needed to start at the beginning of the piece. And um, some teachers may require that, but I don't think I've ever seen that written on on an application. I've never seen at the beginning of the piece. I have seen the entire piece, um, which may be the same thing. Um, but I, I, I would think, and again, I've not gone through applications, but if you, if you listen to our interview with, with Silas Huff, um, he runs a workshop. And so we asked him about videos and one of the, one of the big things he said, and we named the episode was start at, start at the downbeat or, um, start at the part that makes you look good. Cause if you, if somebody's looking through a whole bunch of videos, they don't want to you know, watch you walking on stage. They don't care. Edit your video for that at least. But then if the beginning of a piece isn't very exciting, um, start somewhere else. I was just editing videos the other day. And um, instead of starting at the beginning of the movement, I I started the video um, at that transition between the development into the recap, because I thought that was um, a more exciting point. And it was a it was a better part of my video, so it showed a better part of me, and it was um, a little bit more variety in the music. Um, so don't be afraid to find the spot that just makes you look awesome and start there. You know the videos is there not to show the you know not to show whoever you're applying for that you know how to start the piece. The video is there to to say you know it's kind of like a resume. It's here's my best. Here's why I'm awesome. Here's why you should hire me or accept me into your school, anything like that. So, you know, find the best part of your video and start right there. Um, I used to put like a black screen that was all formal and it said, Jeremy D. Cuevas, application for blah, blah, blah. Um, but now I've, I've switched to my videos just um, starting right at the beginning and having the text on the screen for a second um, because I know I don't want to wait seven seconds on a black screen for the... <laughs> or whatever music oh yeah see i just i always start the video and just have the text on the bottom of the video as it goes because they know what the pieces are like they don't know what beethoven five is you know okay it's a good thing you let them know that this is the first movement of beethoven five yeah and you're not you're not preparing a dvd you're not preparing something that someone's paying for um you're prepping an application you know they just want to they just want to see you to conduct um one thing, um, one thing that's very important that came up in our interview with Brett Mitchell is rehearsal footage. Um, and rehearsal footage is another thing that people don't really talk about or specify. Um, some applications don't require it. Um, some applications require half, half um, of that, half of performance. Um, but rehearsal footage can be hard. Um, and I think the most important thing, and again, this is this is me talking as a student, so I don't actually know, um, but my, my gut would be that the most important thing for rehearsal footage is to show that you are kind of confident and that you, in a general sense, at least know what you're doing um, and that you're not like walking the orchestra through like, okay, now play this note and tune it. Okay, now play this note and tune it. You know, that you're actually um, working on rehearsals. Um, 
again, I was doing my videos the other day and I found a spot where, where a, a member got lost and I, while keeping the music going, I got them back on with cues and, you know, putting my hand up, like, don't play here. Um, and I personally think that would, that's, that's an example of me showing that I'm in control of the ensemble and able to do rehearsal without stopping and talking for just somebody getting off. Um, so I'm, I'm putting that in my rehearsal footage. Um, cause I thought that was a, that was a good in the moment showing that I was in control of the group. Um, you know, I, you of course want to have some talking in the rehearsal footage. Um, and in that case, speak loudly during rehearsal, but that's, you know, that's a given. Well, and also too, you know, on, on a little side note, before you get to rehearsals, especially if you're an undergraduate student, you need to figure out what you're going to, you know, what are you going to have? Are you, are you utilizing footage from a class you're in? Um, I know for Jeremy and I, both of us put together ensembles at school. Uh, so, you know, you also need to be thinking that when you're approaching these videos, how are you going to get this footage? And, um, donuts and pizza do wonders to get musicians to play for you. Yeah. Donuts in the morning, pizza in the evening. That's the rule. And they all, they all, a lot of musicians understand that you need this. Um, and they'll be willing to play for you as long as you're personable and not mean. Yeah, and you're going to have to put ensembles together, so I mean, just get used to it. Yeah, it's good practice, and um, um, and we talked about that in our first interview with, with Joanne, again, as, you know, if you find some interesting music and ask people to play, get some pizza. Um, yeah, because as an undergrad, you, you very well may not have a chance to get footage to apply for a master's, which is kind of the, you know, the catch-22 of of conducting is you need experience to get experience. Um, but yeah, finding, finding and making sure that you are scheduling that ahead of time, make sure you have time to study. So think about it early. Think about it now. Cause, um, you do, you know, again, those applications are usually due at the beginning of December. Um, some varied advice I've gotten on videos when, um, Dr. Keltz, Luke's teacher and one of our one of our former guests, um, he gave the advice of if you have to submit rehearsal and performance footage, do your best to find a moment that you rehearsed um, and you fix something. And then for the performance footage, show that fix being uh, happening in the performance. Um, I thought that was a good idea. Um, you're not always going to be able to get something that lines up that perfectly. Um, but that's just, uh, that's just a side note to some advice that I've heard. I mean, it's definitely something to strive for. Yeah. And some teachers, and you may, you may ask before you apply. Um, some teachers may consider, uh, dress rehearsals, a performance. Um, I know there's the whole, if you're if you're building your repertoire list and you're saying these I've conducted in performance and these I've conducted in rehearsal, um, some people don't. You know, some conductors don't care about that distinction, um, and so also some conductors don't care about whether it was a performance or whether it was a performance type um, type thing. Um, just I think a distinction from rehearsal. So I was, again, I was going through my videos and I found a section that didn't go so well in the performance, but went really, really well 
in the dress rehearsal. Um, um, and so that's, that's, it's pretty close to the performance. So at, I at least would, would consider that prefer performance. And, um, and I know it's hard for a lot of students to get performance footage because you may be rehearsing um, with the orchestra, but then, you know, your main conductor still does the performance. Um, so if you don't have any performance footage, um, but you have some really good rehearsal footage that is performance-like, where you're not stopping, where you're going, and it's very much like a performance, um, don't be afraid to use that because, um, you know, again, I think what you're showing is that is that you can you can conduct well. That's really what you're trying to convey. Well, and don't be afraid um, to ask, you know, if you are running like a dress rehearsal or something, uh, don't be afraid to ask your musicians to, hey, can you guys dress up a little nicer today? You dress up yourself, make it look a little bit more professional, a little less like a rehearsal. Yeah. And then also, you know, you can always reach out to the person in charge of the applications. You can reach out to the conductor and make sure that's okay. Um, if that's something you're worried about. And per our last episode, you should very well maybe be reaching out to them anyway. So that's a question you can ask if if necessary. So yeah, that's that's some tips for you as you go into this unholy season of stress and panic. Yes. Um, another quick tip is um, maybe to make sure you have a camera. I'd like make sure the videos at least look or sound decent. Don't record on your phone unless you have to. Um, I use the Zoom Q4, um, and I'm actually about to get a new one because my old one broke. Um, but this little guy charges and it just takes an SD card and it, it's got a really nice microphones. Um, but there are a lot of other cameras, you know, just don't, what I'm, what I'm saying is if you can avoid it, don't record on your phone. Unless you have an iPhone, then you're fine. I mean, I was going to say, yeah, my iPhone records better than my school camera did. So I wound up using my iPhone for two years. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So and it worked ignore great. everything that I just said. But, you know, a camera would be good. <laughs> it looks a bit more professional for the for the ensemble that you're recording on. And I've also, yeah. Alrighty. All right. If you guys have any other questions or, um, you know, if you disagree with something, I know we have some some teachers, professors that listen to the podcast um, go ahead and comment on the on the page because we'd love to hear the other side of this. Again, Luke and I are our students, and um, yeah, we're not we're not always going through applications. So if there's any advice or any um, comments or any going against what we've shared today um, from the professors or from the professionals in our audience, go ahead and please share them because we do want to hear them, um, especially that advice. Share the advice. We always need advice. <laughs> We always need advice. Uh, well, the more we learn, the less we know. Or the more we learn, the yeah. more we know that we don't know. I don't remember how we worded it, but something like that. Thank you for listening to Podium Time. Until next time. Until next time. Good luck. I hope everyone's school year started well. I know that's some people are in the transition of that. Anyway. Thank you for listening to Podium Time. We'll see you next time. Or you'll hear us next time. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye.